Today I have the great privilege of continuing a series that we began recently entitled The Ultimate Road Trip. And if you're anything like me, you take time to plan out a road trip. Whenever I go on a road trip, I plan ahead what I'm going to do and where I'm going to go and the places I'll see and the people I'll visit with. But I often wonder, I wonder, do we provide as much focus and intentionality in our life, in the road trip of life? What might our life look like if we were as focused about the road trip of life that we're on that we are when we're planning a road trip for ourselves? You know, when you're in the journey of life, you're not intended to do it alone. Yes, you're intended to do it with family and friends, but most importantly, God has you and I on an ultimate journey. He wants us to get to our destiny. He wants us to get to our destination. But in order for us to do that, we must be willing to plan ahead. But what do you do when life shows up and you have unexpected challenges? How do you plan and prepare for the challenges that are going to come your way? Well, today, I want to speak on the subject, request roadside assistance. Request roadside assistance. When life shows up and life gets difficult, I want to encourage you, as you journey along life, I want to encourage you to request Roadside assistance. And with that said, I want to invite you to join me in the book of Isaiah, chapter 30. We're going to look at a couple of verses. I invite you to open up your Westover app, open up your Bible app, turn on your Bible. I want you to join us because I think the prophet Isaiah has something to say to us about how we can request roadside assistance. So I want you to look with me at verse 18 of Isaiah, chapter 30. Let's look together. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. Do you know that if you wait for him, he will bless you? Verse 19, people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Today, I want to share with you three ways to request roadside assistance as you're on this ultimate journey called life. Here are three ways that you can request roadside assistance when life shows up. Number one, follow your GPS. Follow your GPS. Verse 21 says this, Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. Now, when I was growing up, as some of you know, I grew up in a very small town, about 8,000, 9,000 people. And when I was a very young boy, there were places in my hometown where the streets were unpaved and there were no road signs. And when you live out in the country, when you live in the rancho, 
here's what happens. This is how they give you directions. They say, go two miles. You'll see a yellow house on the left. Once you pass it, make a left. Go another half mile. You'll see a broken down truck on the right, and then you'll make a left. And then you look for the second gate with the antlers on it. Because every rancho in South Texas, doesn't matter how big or how small, it has a set of antlers on the gate. I don't know about you, but whenever I get directions like that, I may look confident on the outside, but I'm nervous on the inside because I'm just not sure if the directions I got are gonna get me where I need to go. It's kind of like driving in faith. It's kind of like the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. I think of that verse because I'm driving along and I'm not sure if I'm gonna make it. But now we live in a day and a time where you can put your directions in You can put your destination in, and GPS will take you where you need to go. But some of you, in the journey called life, you have a broken GPS system. So here's my question. Who are the voices whispering in your ear giving you directions? Is the GPS system aligned to get you where God wants you to go? Some of us, we're struggling because we're listening to the wrong voices. We live in a day and time of smartphones and unwise people. And some of us, we need to stop and say no to the negative voices. Not every voice that calls shotgun deserves to sit in the passenger seat of your life. Some of us, we need to stop the car, open the passenger door, and kick that voice out. Some of you are caught in this whole mentality of looking at social media and you're trying to keep up with the Joneses and you're trying to look a specific way and you're trying to buy your way into success and into significance and the social media is telling you you need to look this way and you need to act this way and these are the trips you need to be having. And then you look at your own life and you feel like you're not enough. Others of you, the voice in your GPS are your coworkers. Just because your coworkers invite you to the bar, you don't have to go. Just because they invite you to the club doesn't mean you need to go. Just because your divorce coworker gives you marriage advice doesn't mean you need to listen to them. The only marriage advice you need to get from a divorced person is when they say, you know what, divorce was the worst experience of my life. You need to do everything you can to fight for your marriage. But so many of us, we've allowed other voices to get in our mind and to control the destiny of our life. 1 Corinthians 3.19 says this, for the wisdom of the world is foolishness in God's sight. The wisdom of the world is foolishness. And some of us, we need to stop the car and let those voices out. Fortunately for us, God has provided us with a GPS, a God-positioning system. His name is the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing. He knows how to get you where you need to go. He knows the destiny that he has in mind for you. And some of you, even as you audit your own life, you say, yes, God is with me. He's in my life. 
but you're still asking the question, Pastor, I don't understand why I'm still struggling. Why do I still end up off the road? Why do I still end up in the ditch? Here's the problem. Here's the question I have for you. Is God in the driver's seat or is he in the back seat of your life? Where is he sitting? Listen to this verse again, verse 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way you need to go. I've discovered in my own life that God is a better chauffeur than a backseat driver. Many of you, when life shows up and things get difficult, you say, Jesus, take the wheel. But the problem is, is that your grubby little hands are still on the steering wheel. Some of us, we need to get out of the driver's seat and let God drive because he has a better driving record than we do and he knows the way to go. And some of us, we need to let him be the chauffeur in our life. Because he knows the way to go. He can lead you and guide you from the back seat. But do you know sometimes GPS is wrong? Sometimes we don't hear the instructions and we miss the exit and we end up circling around and circling around and circling around. And God's just saying, will you let me drive? I've got a proven track record. No accidents. I get you there on time. I know the best route. God knows where all the potholes are. God knows where all the obstacles are. God knows where all the delays are. And if we're just willing to let him drive, we're gonna get there. God promises it. He wants us to get to our destination. The second way to request roadside assistance is to ask for directions. Verse 20 says this, although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Now, many of us, we have this allergy to asking for directions. And I'll just say this, men by and large are the ones who have the problem. We have a hard time asking for directions. A couple of years ago, there was this couple who went on a trip to go to the hospital they were an elderly couple, they lived in Tennessee, and they decided to get in the car because one of them fell down and they needed to go to the hospital. But what was supposed to be a short trip ended up becoming a significant ordeal. Finally, they stopped and they found a state trooper and they asked the state trooper for help. They stopped and they said, ma'am, where is the University of Tennessee emergency room? And when the trooper heard it, she was stunned because they were in Atlanta, Georgia. They weren't even in the same state. Come to find out, they had been on the road for five days. They had driven 600 miles. They had crossed three state lines, and finally they stopped to ask for directions. If only they would have stopped Right then, to ask for directions, they would have saved so much time. How many of us are like that in life? We've spent so much time on the road of life, but we haven't gotten where we need to go. Can I suggest to you that if you find yourself lost, what you need to do is you need to stop right where you're at and be willing to ask for directions. I've discovered that the bread of adversity and the water of affliction awakens me 
to the fact that something's not right. And God will allow that to be the meal you consume so that you can awaken, so that you can see that something needs to change. There's this old proverb that says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Can I suggest to you that the reason why the student is not ready is because they're not ready to see that the teacher's right there in front of them? Oftentimes, the teacher is right in front of you. What often happens, though, is that we consume the Novocaine of comfort. And here's what I've discovered. Comfort breeds complacency, but adversity awakens innovation. Breen Brown put it this way, there's no innovation or creativity without failure, period. Don't get complacent. Don't settle for status quo. Let the bread of adversity and the water of affliction awaken you to the fact that you're lost and that you need directions. So if you're in a place in your life where you don't want to be, be willing to find somebody that is two or three steps ahead of you in a specific area, whether it's in marriage or in business or in family or in another specific area, and this is what you do. Find yourself a mentor. Ask them to go to coffee with you. Be willing to pay for their cup of coffee. And then when you're there, don't ask them what they do. Ask them how they think. This is what Anthony Robbins says. He says, quality questions create a quality life. Successful people ask better questions, and as a result, they get better answers. So in the, in the notes that I provided for you, I want you to screenshot the notes that I provided for you because I provided you with some questions that you can ask when you go on this mentor conversation with the person that can help you out. These are the questions to ask. The first one is, what questions should I be asking in this specific area? How do I need to think to go to the next level? What is the greatest lesson that you have learned? What do you know that I should know? What have you done that I should do? And who do you know that I should know? There's two ways we learn things in life. We either learn it from our own experience or from the experience of other people. And I'll tell you this, you can learn a lot faster from the experience of other people because often they say, how do you get good experience? Well, good experience comes from bad experience. Shorten the timeline. Find someone who's already walked that road and ask them how they got there. But you know, sometimes in life, you just don't, you just don't need a mentor. You actually need help, which leads me to the third way to ask for roadside assistance. And that's just to call for help. Verse 18 and 19 says this, yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. People of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears you, he will answer you. Some of us, we need to call for help. 19 years ago, I was in a really bad wreck. I lost control of the truck that I was driving. I hit a guardrail going 60 miles an hour. If I wouldn't have been buckled in, I would have flown out the front windshield of my vehicle. But fortunately, we were buckled in and God saved our life. That's why I'm here today, God's provincial grace on my life. But the vehicle I was driving in was totaled. 
And as I sat on the side of the road in the ditch, I looked at the vehicle and I saw the mess I had made. And at the time, I didn't know what to do. So I called my, my dad and I said, Dad, what do I do? And he said, here's what I want you to do. He says, call 911 and tell them where you're at. And then call your uncle who lives 20 minutes away and he'll come and pick you up. So I did that. And then I waited 10 minutes. And then I waited 15 minutes. 25 minutes later, my uncle shows up. 35 minutes later, the trooper shows up. I had to wait for first responders to get there. And I thought, sometimes in life, when we call out for help, help doesn't come. But I want to encourage you today that when you call out to Jesus, it says in verse 19, as soon as he hears, he will answer you. God hears the concerns of your heart. He knows exactly what you need. Some of us, we need to call for help. But I want to remind you, part of the issue with me being so far out in the country was that I had to wait for someone to show up. Do you know that in life, proximity increases responsiveness? Proximity increases responsiveness. If you are within the city limits, it's more likely for fire or ambulance or the police to show up. And if you live out in the outlying areas, it's gonna take a little more time. This is exactly what the prophet Isaiah was trying to remind the people of Jerusalem. He wanted to remind them that they had proximity to the city. Listen to this. He wanted them to know not only do they have responsiveness from the king, but also that they have rights. For you see, if you live within a city limit, you have specific rights. You have rights to the public library. You have rights to public parts. You have rights to water treatment. You have rights to fire and ambulance and all of that. The same was true in ancient Jerusalem. They had access to specific rights. If they lived inside the city limits, they had access to the king's provision. If there was ever a famine, they could go to the king's storehouse and have access to his provision. They had access to the king's protection. If you were inside the city walls, you were protected from outside attackers. You also had access to the king himself. You could set up an audience with the king. But most importantly, if you lived inside of Jerusalem, you had access to God's presence because inside of Jerusalem was the presence of God inside the temple. How does this apply to us? Your proximity to God determines the responsiveness and the rights you have access to. Let me put it to you this way. Let me retranslate the very beginning of verse 19. It says this, people of God's holy hill, which is Zion, who live in God's holy city. Do you know that if you are a citizen of heaven, you have access to heaven? Future residents of heaven can access the benefits of heaven today. You have access to God's provision. It says that God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You have access to his protection. He says that he will uplift you with his righteous right hand. You have access to the king that we can approach the throne of grace with confidence. You have access to his presence that God has chosen Zion and he has desired it for his dwelling place. 
But even more than that, verse 18 adds to that list and tells us that we have access to God's grace, compassion, and justice. Look at this. It says this, the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is the God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. As I was preparing for tonight, here's what I realized. Some of you are outside the city limits. You know about God, but you don't know him. He wants to invite you inside the city limits. And not only does he want to do that, but he wants to provide grace and compassion and justice. He loves you, church. And he wants you to know that he's for you and he wants to be with you. And so as I close, I want to invite you to stand and I'm going to invite the prayer team to get ready. Here's what I want you to know. God knows when you're broken down on the side of the road. And he wants you just to request roadside assistance. And if you're here today and you've never met Jesus, you can do that right now. And so here's what I want to ask. I want everybody to bow their head and to close their eyes. I want to give you a private moment. No one looking, no one moving. If you're here today and you are outside the city limits and you feel like you're far away from God, maybe you've never made a a decision to let Jesus be the Lord and Savior of your life, or maybe it's been a long time since you've made a decision for God to be in charge of your life, this is your moment. God says that when we call to him, he will answer us. God wants to get up off the throne for you. He will stand up for you. He will stand up for you. So if you're here today and you realize that you're outside the city limits and you need Jesus with no one looking, on the count of three, I want to invite you to raise your hand. If you feel like you're outside the city limits, raise your hand. One, two, three. Three. Yes, I see you, ma'am. Yes, yes. Hands going up all over the audience. Yes, 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 yes. With every eye closed and every head bowed, those of you who raised your hand, I want you to take one step. I want you to step out into the aisles. A member of our prayer team would love to introduce you to the Jesus that came to save your life, to provide you with roadside assistance. If that's you, I want you to come. Don't delay. Come right now. A member of our team will greet you. There's still time for you to come forward if you raise your hand. For the rest of us, there are some of us who we look at our life and we're broken down. Yes, God is in our life, but he's in the back seat. And what we really need is we need God's grace. We need God's compassion. We need God's justice. Some of you who are here today, you're struggling because you need God's grace. You need his favor. You've applied for a job, but you haven't heard back yet. You need God's favor. You've applied for a promotion, but you haven't heard back yet. You need God's favor. You've applied for a school program, but you haven't heard back yet. You need God's favor. For others of you, you're struggling at night 
you're struggling in your own mind and heart and you need God's compassion. Some of you have had sleepless nights. Some of you have had anxiety. Some of you, somebody in, their fam- in your family just got a diagnosis or lost their job or maybe passed away and you feel like God is far away. The God of compassion, the Bible says he longs to shower you with compassion. For others of you, you need God's justice. You need God to show up. Someone stole money out of your bank account. Maybe you're facing a court case and you don't know the outcome. Maybe someone is bad-mouthing you at work and you just don't know what to do and you need the God of justice to show up. All we have to do is ask him. And so if you're here today and you need the God of compassion and grace and justice to stand up for you, on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Yes, 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 ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I see you. I want to pray for you. God, we come to you. We come to you acknowledging that we need you. We need roadside assistance. We need you to come alongside us. We need you to help us. We need you to lead us. We need you to show your grace. We need to see you provide your favor. You promise that if we call out to you, you will answer us, that you will get up off your throne and you will show yourself faithful. Some of us, we need to see your favor be expressed in our life. God, show up, respond, provide assistance. For others of us who are here, we need your compassion. We're struggling. We're fighting a war in our mind and our heart. And we need you to show up in a mighty way. We need you to express yourself through your compassion. Bring comfort to your people. Give them strength and encouragement to those who are down. God, may your people cry out to you. Even now, may they declare their need to you. There's others of us who need you to show up in the area of justice. We have been done wrong. People have mistreated us. They've hurt us. They've spoken ill of us. They've taken from us. And we feel the sting of injustice. Lord, would you afford to your people your divine justice? Would you stand up for them in the courtroom of life and adjudicate this situation for them? Would you solve it? Would you provide roadside assistance? Lord, and for all of your people who are here today, they need to see you in the journey called life. May we, God, as people of faith, choose to let you be in the driver's seat of our life. We choose today to say, Lord, take the wheel. Take control of our life. Take control of all of who we are. We want to get to the destiny that you have for us. We want to get to the place that you have for us. And God, I pray that you would give your people courage to take that step and say, Lord, 
you're in charge. You can lead my life. We want to get to the destiny that you have for us. And so God, we give you our life. Lead us on the ultimate journey of life. We say all this in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen, amen. We are so delighted that you're here with us today.